Nothing out there is saving people. The driver who shot said that a crimson angel brought him to the hospital. You think because you can run real fast that you're invincible? You're not. I know his weakness. This blur is a man. I'm in over my head. This was a mistake. He doesn't think he's capable. And as long as you continue to doubt him, he will fail. Go stop him. When I'm out there helping people, making a difference, you're all out there with me. We were all struck by that lightning. The street lives. Welcome to Flashing Arrow, the podcast where we discuss CW's The Flash and Arrow. I'm Anthony Lewis. And I'm Glenn Beauvais. Yeah, we got uh, another DC double shot to talk about this week. Uh, Season one of The Flash, episode two, entitled Fastest Man Alive. And I believe this is season three of Arrow. Yep. Episode two called Sarah. Uh, So, yeah, man, let's, uh, let's cut to the quick and start talking about... Uh, fastest man alive. So we we've already established uh, in the first episode all we need to establish the uh, the Barry Allen um, the Barry Allen uh, origin story and how he becomes the Flash in his first battle with uh, Weather Wizard, who is not called Weather Wizard. Uh, I do have a feeling though that that's going to be a thing that continues on this show, um, probably. Um, I don't know. We'll see uh, as, as we go. Um, so we start with um, uh, Cisco Ramon is helping Barry Allen as he's using his abilities to uh, stop minor crimes across the city. And I believe in this case, he was helping people in a burning building. Uh, so your typical, this is like the everyday superhero job, right? This is like not your, the, the, the crazy shit we see is when they're battling supervillains. But this is pretty much like their day job, right, Glenn, where they go around and rescuing kittens from trees and... Uh, Superman helping a child who's broken a car, a toy car or something like that. Like that's what they do in the, in their spare time when they're not battling supervillains. Correct. I mean, that's what the flash does. I mean, he's beloved in his city. They have a statue and a museum. So I mean, he he is like the every, like, I don't know. He's not the boy scout that like Superman is, but he's, he's like that friendly neighborhood kid that everybody likes. Sure. Yeah. Um, so that is going on. Uh, but there is a problem as Barry's pushing himself, he is discovering, uh, there are, there are some consequences to his action. It it seems like it's like a migraine or something like that. Maybe like a really bad headache or something, right? Like he's got like low blood sugar. Yeah. Which they will, which gets brought up. And apparently that's something out of the comics as well. Yeah. That's a big thing. Well, that was like the thing I, I was telling my friend, I was like, well. I'm going to be really mad if they don't show him eating a lot. And he's like, why? He's like, because he eats a lot. His metabolism yeah. is so fast. Yeah, the team at Star Labs determines that he's, in fact, hypoglycemic, which, you know, I mean, he's burning a lot of calories, clearly running uh, uh, close to the speed of light. So, uh, yeah, ba- basically, and I, I love that little scene where Cisco Ramon is calculating out, like, 
Uh, he'd have to eat something like 850 tacos a day. It's like <laughs> unless you put like cheese and sour cream on it, and then he'd have to do some recalculation. Yeah, guacamole and sour cream. Oh. I didn't even think about that. Oh, that was that was I like that. That was a fun that was a fun little scene. Um, and there there are some side effects. Or not side effects, but uh, some flashbacks as well. A little bit. There's a lot of flashing back to uh, to Barry when he was a a child with the. Um, I keep forgetting the last name. It's uh, with the West family. The West family. I keep wanting to say White for some reason. I have no idea why. That's racist. Uh, perhaps. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, growing up with with Iris West and uh, and the fathers whose name did they? They. I'm sure they say his name, but I always remember him as like the the officer. I it's keep Joe West. Joe West. Okay, I'm gonna try to remember. I'm going to write these down as notes. Uh, you forget the best actor in the show's name. <laughs> well, I, they don't—they don't really go out of their way to be like Joe West, Joe West, Joe West um, that often. So it, it doesn't—it doesn't stick with me as much as uh, the other people uh, on the show for sure. Um, but they—they they do spend some time in the flashbacks dealing with that a little bit, kind of just showing how uh, some of the hardships of Barry growing up uh, in in that family. Of course, I mean his his surrogate father. Is a police officer who helped put his real father away in prison, and uh, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of scenes where Barry uh, sneaks away to go visit his father in prison and and things like that. Um, and you find out that it isn't Joe West that told you know doesn't want him to see his dad. It's, it's his, his dad. dad who doesn't want him to see him. He's ashamed uh, for his son to see him in such a situation. Um, so anywho. Uh, while uh, while assisting Iris on a, on an assignment, Barry witnesses uh, a robbery by a crew of men. Uh, tries to stop them, but his uh, but his problems at the time, his side effects, the hypoglycemia, kind of takes over, and that's when the team diagnoses him and shoves a bunch of food in his mouth, and he's fine. Uh, so his energy stays up essentially. Um, what we eventually find out is the robber is a man named Danton Black, who in the comics is called Multiplex, is a guy who can um, split himself into, uh, basically he can divide, he's like a, I, I, I was calling him the human cell, because he, he can, can just like divide. divide his masses, his thing. Yeah, he can create duplicates of himself, essentially. Um, they never once referred to him as Multiplex. I believe they... Uh, what do they call him in the like Cisco Ramones? Like I'm calling him Captain Clone. Yeah, something he's like, like that. He's like, but uh, the name's a work in progress. Um, in the comics, he's he's Multiplex, um, which I which makes me think of a uh, movie theater. Yeah, I think you. that's probably why they didn't go with it. <laughs> yes. Uh, come see the double feature on Multiplex. Um, but yeah, that is that is our that is our villain. He is one of the metahumans who is a. Uh, uh, forever changed when Star Labs went up in its crazy particle accelerator accident uh, back in the first episode. Um, oh, where are we at here? I lost my spot. Okay. Um, so uh, here's the thing with Danton Black. He is out to kill his former employer, who is apparently friendly rivals. Um, I, I guess, is that the best way to put it? With... Um, Harrison, right? Yeah. Harrison's is Harrison Wells. Harrison Wells. Um, the uh, They're kind of like friendly rivals, right? Uh, Simon Stagg is the name of this guy. They're, I don't even know a friendly rival, especially 
considering how the episode ends. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I would not say friendly. I wouldn't say friendly, right? But they seem they seem uh, they have a familiarity with each other, and they do not seem to particularly care for each other that much. I guess um, the uh, Danton Black is obsessed and uh, pissed at Stag. Uh, he sued him for I think it was like wrongful termination or something like that. And uh, Stag uh, Black believes that Stag stole his cloning research, which is hilarious. Because his power happens to be that he can clone himself. Mm-hmm. How ironic. Uh, <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. Um, yes. There's this uh, There's this big thing. Because obviously um, uh, Joe West is having a lot of problems with Barry doing this. Uh, going out and doing this stuff. And then Barry does the, uh, you're not my dad. And I can go do whatever I want speech to, uh, to Joe West. And uh, Harrison uh, Wells basically they have this conversation where they're like, "Look, you need to, you need to like back this guy. Like, uh, he he needs the support. Otherwise, you know, something terrible is gonna happen. He needs to be able to believe in himself and that sort of thing." Um. So yeah, Joe gives him some some love, big thumbs up. Um. They do have a really great moment. You know that moment where it's like, you know, I know you're not my biological dad, but you know, here's the list of everything you did for me. And that makes you my dad. Um, it's about as, it's about as corny as you can get, but it was well done. It was well done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> largely because the, the gentleman who plays Joe West, as you mentioned, very good and probably the best on the entire show. He's, uh, but I mean, you know, he's in the background in the show, but he's very good. Yeah. Um, so anywho, uh, you guess what happens next? The flash goes after uh, multiplex and uh, in a really uh, just an awesome battle because he this dude multiplies himself so many times near the end. Uh, there's just it, it was really great visual. I, I thought for sure. And that was yeah, one of for our a things. TV show, especially. Yeah, we were worried about the visual effects. And boy, this show really lived up to it. It looked great. Um, so and there, for- it's nothing like too extravagant. I mean, they they just they do a good job of showing you just enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that like I don't know, I think that's why I like it a lot is that it, it's not like they're not trying to make it anything special. They just know like okay, mm-hmm. let's fit it into this scene to where it looks good and makes sense but doesn't have to be, you know, right. Um best. So uh at, and obviously they uh he, the flash stops multiplex from killing stag. Afterwards um Everything is hunky dory. Well, that scene happens afterwards, right? With with Joe West and, and Flash, where they or Barry Allen, where he talks about, um, you know, telling him about his mother and stuff, right? Or helping. Yeah, yeah. But, but, I mean, I, I think what the scene is is that he's like, uh, not uh, the scene is like, okay, so because um, he found like Joe West found out the that he found Barry's not so hidden secret stash, uh, his orgy of evidence on his hunt to find out who the real killer is. And basically he's like, look, I know your dad's innocent. He, he's not going to be in prison much longer. Cause I'm going to help you find who killed your mother. Uh, basically I think is what it boils down to. And, uh, then we've got, uh, for the second week in a row, we've got, uh, a, a big Wells, uh, surprise <laughs> ending. <laughs> Last week we found out that he can walk and he has a newspaper apparently from the future. And uh, this week, uh, he goes in to talk 
with uh, Simon Stagg about the Flash, and he's you know he's basically like, "What do you think about all this stuff, man? A dude who can split himself into twos and a guy who can run fa- faster than you know faster than any human being alive." And uh, Stagg is like, "Yeah, I need to I need to get my hands on something like that." And uh, Wells is like, "No, we, we've got to protect him," and he kills Simon Stagg in cold blood. Uh, gets up out of his chair, shoots him dead, and uh, we go from there. That's the uh, the second week in a row. Who knows what's going to come out of uh, come out of this man's mouth or pockets next? Um, I don't know, Glenn. Uh, what did you What did you think of the second episode? Um, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I, as I've said, I just I absolutely love Jesse L. Martin, the guy who plays Joe West. I think he's so good. Like, there's lines of dialogue he gets. That are, you know, like really cliche and that kind of stuff, but just like the way he delivers them, like I at least yeah. chuckle three or four times because of the way he says things. Yeah, he's very good. And uh, it just, I don't know, it, it he just works so well. And I think that like, because I believe him, then I can believe everything else. And, and like and everyone else in the cast is pretty good. I really like the I who plays Cisco, Cisco Ramon and Barry Allen, but um, he definitely is the, he's definitely... He, <laughs> Head and shoulders above everybody else. I don't know. I have the hiccups now. Um, <laughs> really bad timing. But yeah, no. I mean, it, it was good. Uh, as we, you know, we briefly talked about the the special effects were pretty awesome. I wasn't expecting that. Right. And uh, I get. I mean, it's okay if they're doing the Christopher Nolan way of introducing superheroes with or super villains without using their names. Sure, that's fine with me. I mean, because as as we've noted, the names are kind of goofy. Yeah, and I, you know. Had they have named him or whatever, it doesn't matter. It, it, I mean, it's cool. It, I don't know. This show, it's uh, it's not as good as Arrow as we'll talk about later on, but right. like, it's a really nice contrast to Arrow. Yeah, I mean, this is obviously lighter tone, a little more comic booky, if you will. Uh, yeah, it's just it, it's a little goofy, and I mean, I, I really enjoy it. Do you feel like, um, what's his name, Grant Gustin? Who uh who plays Barry Allen? Do you feel like maybe he's a little too young for the role? You know what I mean? Like you can because you can get past. I mean, there's obviously a lot of things you're going to stretch a little bit, but because uh, I'm looking at this guy and he feels like he should be like a, a freshman in college, and not apparently the only person working on a big city's crime scene investigative. Uh, cause it feels like he's the only person they have in their CSI unit. And he, he also, cause Iris is in college, right? And they're about the same age. Yeah. I don't know if he like, I hope they explain like if he like graduated early or right. Cause that feels she weird. She said she was doing her dissertation. So I'm like, okay, well then she's getting like her master's or something. Right. You don't just give a dissertation if you're like a, a junior in college or yeah. anything like that. I mean, that's a, uh, as far as I know, it's being a senior in college. It's never happened to me. I've never had to give a dissertation. Right. Um, um, I mean, to me, to me, that's just a thing that kind of like a nitpickers mentality that kind of just j- is jabbing at me. It's like he seems yeah, like he does awfully young, young to be the only person in the sea. Like he seems like he'd be the dude who's like. Uh, you know, when he's not being the Flash, he seems like the dude who'd be hanging around, like interning with the CSI team, because he knows, you know, he knows Joe West, and he'd be the guy who's like always pointing out things to the more seasoned investigators that help them solve crimes or whatever. 
And then, you know, in, in his night job, he's actually saving the city as a superhero. I mean, that that feels like it fits more than being the lone person. I mean, maybe they'll introduce some more people like he's not the only person. Yeah, I mean, in the show, he's a CSI investigator. But I mean, like he had or not in the show. Sorry, the comics. I mean, he but he has bosses and stuff. I mean, right. uh, West is uh, or not West because not him. But I mean, he does have like bosses and stuff. There are other people that work with him in the apartment. He's not just like the lone. Right. Because even like what they show his lap or whatever, like it's just him. It doesn't look like he shares it or he just like, you know, kind of claims the addict. I, I don't know. Mm hmm. I uh, just doesn't. I uh, I don't know. It doesn't seem like they have a budget problem. Like I guess I mean it doesn't look like crimes like that bad there. No, not really. It's right. a little odd. Was okay. So um, was there anything uh, anything that stuck out to you as like a negative in this episode? Um, uh, I really hate the way. Hmm. I don't really like Iris so much. Right, like the actress who. Oh, plays right, her. right, right. I don't care. For I think her. she goes way over the top with the, you know, let's pretend that we're not in a relationship around our dad. Like, I mean, yeah, people do that in real life, or not nothing you know, like around dad, but just like pretend, like you know, so people don't get on to you. Like, right. Usually not that obvious. <laughs> that's that's not what does it for for me. It's the whole, uh, just just their whole relationship, right? I don't like because it's the i mean i feel like i've seen it a, a a million times it's the you know we we grew up together but we're not related and i really am in love with you but you can't see it and you really like this other guy and because i'm such a nice guy i'm just gonna go ahead and let you guys be happy even though i'm secretly uh really upset and i care deeply about you and eventually it's all going to bubble to the surface and we'll end up in a relationship at some point like i feel like i've seen that a million times and as soon as they started doing it i'm like well i already know how this ends so i don't give a shit can we not focus on them at all like anytime they yeah are in a situation like that it's like uh uh I'd rather them focus more on him and Joe West relationship than them two, because there is, yeah. I think, far more interesting. Yeah, I mean, and and it's not like that's anything new either, but you can, you know, I, I again, I, I prefer that. And There's just, I think, the emotional strings you can pull on that are deeper than right. Oh yeah, you know, I know you think of me as sister, but we're, I'm not your sister. But you can talk to me about girls, like. I'm sorry that whole that whole like stretch of dialogue was god awful in the yeah. first episode. Like, yeah. and that, also, and how also... is that like in the writers' room? Like, how did you jump from <laughs> what he's gonna say? Like, I'm sorry, anybody knew like what he was gonna say. She should have known what he was gonna yes. say, and it just seemed like really drastic. The and, um, oh, not like an obvious like she was trying to change the subject. She just she just said it because she was oblivious to it. Right. No, I mean, I'm 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 right there with you. I. I mean, there's there's a lot of ways you can take it. Obviously, that's you know being raised by somebody who's not your father. Uh, he's a police officer. Your father's in prison, and you've got like the mixed race aspect, you know, of it. You can. I mean, there's a bunch of different ways you can probably yeah tell some stories with it that would be interesting. Um, yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm really I'm really curious to see how. Uh, to see how that all plays out. I mean, there was that scene in this episode that I didn't really care for that I mentioned already with the, uh, you know, you're not my dad and you can't tell me what to do. I'm going to go rescue people with my superpowers. Um, I, I didn't like that scene, but it, um, you know, because it just, I don't know, it just sort of felt like the 
you can't tell me what to do. You ruined my life. And then he, you know, if there was a flight of stairs there, he would have stomped up them uh, into his room or something. I, I just, I don't know. I didn't like the way that scene played out. Uh, but like the one, you're talking about like when he's a kid or whenever he's an adult. No, no, when he was adult, it was especially worse. When he's a kid, that's a little more understandable. But when he was adult, when he was an adult, it was worse. To whenever me. he goes to Star Labs. Yeah, yeah, and they have that. See, I liked it. Man. Yeah, I liked it up until then. Like, I like when Joe West was like, you know, you can't be doing this. Like, I don't know, just the way he does it. Like, man, oh, like, he was his delivery you was can very good. See it, like you, you believe that man like cares about him like a son, like. Mm-hmm. And then oh, whenever yeah, yeah. Barry Allen's like, oh, you ain't my dad. Like, then, yeah. That I hate you. See. You can't tell me not to use my superpowers. I'm going to do it whether you like it or not. I can run around you right now. Zoom. You know what I mean? And I did uh, like, I liked how they did the scene whenever he's just like yelling at Iris. Yeah. The only problem I, I had with it was I wished while he was doing that and I would have gone back to regular time. Oh. A, I felt like he did too many things in that short of a span. Uh, but I wish there would have been like, you would have seen some things that are like fluttered around because he would have been moving so fucking fast. Right. I mean, yeah, I really did like that where he told her how he felt about her, but he did it while moving around her very quickly. So she had no idea. Couldn't see him. Couldn't hear him. Um, yeah, I like that. I thought that was a neat little moment. Like he was able to say it without saying it. Or, yeah. It was like, yeah. click. Yeah. <laughs> Way to tie that in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I knew this episode was missing something and that was it. Um <laughs> for the for the most part I really for the most part I really liked it. This this has what to me this has what Gotham is missing which is some seriously good action. Um Gotham feels very slow right now and it, it doesn't feel very action packed. And uh, I mean obviously you can get away with that when you've got a guy who can run uh faster than any person alive and uh a grind and a guy who can uh, you know, divide himself multiple times. You can have all sorts, you know, for, I mean, yes, there was like a little bit there where it reminded me of the, uh, the scene from the, uh, the burly brawl from the matrix, uh, <laughs> the matrix reloaded. Yeah. So, you know, for a second there, I was waiting for some of that stuff to happen, but, um, outside of that reminder, uh, and talk about a scene, I uh, just, just thinking about that now, I'm like, boy, that scene does not hold up well now. No, it looks uh, awful now. It looked so good when it came out, and now when you watch it, it's like, holy shit, like, half the people in this scene look like they're made out of plastic. Uh, Just like the the final fight in the third one. Oh, like, yeah. I love it, and it, like, it looks so bad now. It, yeah, it, that's it's weird how how that CG did not hold up. And we're talking about something completely different. Um, <laughs> so, by and large, by and large, good episode. What do you got for the score, sir? Oh, what I get? I gave the first one like a four. I think we then know what we said like fours. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd say four again. Like, I, I'm not gonna go. I don't want to go four and a half because that, that that's that's a little too high. But I mean, it, it was around the same time as the as the other one. I mean, it was a really good episode. Yeah. Um. I've got no complaints. I'm gonna go with a strong three and a half. Um. I wasn't quite up to the uh, the level of the the pilot. But, I mean, it's still doing exactly what I want this to do, which is to be uh, a bit of a dividing line between Arrow a little bit stylistically and tone-wise, and uh, it's providing a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, not a lot of, there's not a lot of complaints. I mean, you know, I'm, probably some of the weirder performance moments in this episode maybe dropped at like a half, 
Um, but otherwise, you know, like I said, it's a really strong three and a half. Mm -hmm. Uh, so no complaints at all. All right. So let's, let's jump over to, uh, the other half of this podcast. Let's talk about arrow season three, episode two, Sarah, our friend was shot with an arrow and fell off of a rooftop. This is Sarah. You're Sarah. Everyone is looking to me to lead. Whoever did this, I'm going to find them. Okay, let's, uh, let's hop into this one here. Uh, let's, did we do the flashbacks first last time? I think we did when we just talked think, about what yeah, happened. Yeah, I think because we, we did it, uh, we split it. Okay, so uh, basically, uh, let's cover the flashbacks real quick. Um, it's, uh, it's Oliver, again, still in China, <laughs> clearly. Uh, and he's with his, uh, his, uh, his kidnapper slash guy he empathizes with, because if he tries to leave, his family will be killed. Um, who is it that he is working for? You said her name last week, and it just escaped me. Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller, okay. Um, and that is who this, this man is working for. Now Oliver is working for as well. Uh, he is out on a, uh, I guess an assassination mission, right? He's out to yeah. kill somebody and he's like, no, no, you're, you're going to do it. Uh, cause Amanda Waller says you're going to do it. And if you don't do it, she's killing my family. So Oliver's like, oh, shit. okay, well, all right, here we go. And he goes, uh, to, to take out the target when he realizes that it is his bestest friend in the whole wide world returning to the show this season, at least for these flashbacks, Tommy Merlin, the, uh, the son of Malcolm Merlin. Um, so, uh, basically he's like, yeah, can't do that. Best friend in the world. There's gotta be some other way to do it. And he's like, yeah, well, there is another way to do it. Um, cause what, what was the, uh, I mean, they, basically they, they devise this plan to kidnap him, right? Oh, the kidnap Tommy? Yeah. Yeah, because like he uh if he doesn't kill him, someone else will kill him. Right. Kind of thing. Right. And so because they need to get him out of the picture, so they kinda kidnap him to kind of scare him so he'll get out. Oh, and that's so, why he can't be killed. Yeah. And then they're like, Well, we can't kill him, he's disappeared. And yeah, is that how they get out of it essentially? Because yeah, yeah that, I guess I'm... like if he's like if he leaves Hong Kong and he's no longer right. pursuing Oliver, then right because that's why Thomas is there. He is looking for Oliver. Oliver kidnaps him, all masked up and everything, and he's like, "Nope, Oliver's dead. Uh, corpse at the bottom of the sea. Fisher eating him and everything. You should probably leave." Um, and you know he lets him go, uh, and uh, Tommy Merlin returns to the United States, uh, where he will then die later. Uh, yeah, his death is not great. No, it's not. Um, Rebar, man. Rebar is a bitch. So uh, in the present, uh, uh, <laughs> Laura Lance brings her sister's dead body back to. Uh, uh, does his does his uh, does his HQ have like a name? I I think they kind of call it a cave. This is a joke, but the Arrow Cave. Yeah, we'll call it that. Uh, brings her back to the Arrow Cave. Um, brings and, her back uh, to the AC. The AC and uh, with her eyes still wide open, which oh, is like, I don't know why that wouldn't be the first thing you did. <laughs> yes, I know. It's oh, my God, it's terrible. And it's not just like it's not just eyes open. It's eyes wide open in terror. Then like, again, she'll we'll look... also explain another thing she should have done, which I would have done the first thing when I grabbed it, which is the gun. Oh, of course. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, that uh, so yeah, Laurel is there with her with her sister's body on a slab when Oliver and Felicity and uh, and Roy return and uh, they are all shocked and there's crying and there's consoling and there's disbelief and of course Oliver wants to uh, to stay strong. He's got to be the one he can't grieve right now. He has to be the one to find out who killed Sarah Lance. <sighs> um, and Laurel wants to help as well. Um, and Oliver's like, nope, uh, which of course means she will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Captain, uh, Captain Lance uh, alerts uh, Oliver that there is yet another archer. Boy, there's just, he just attracts these people like no other. Yeah, I guess they all. I mean, I, I'm guessing it's like some kind of dick measuring contest between all the archers. There's got to be. Um, there's another one though, and he's killing folk. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Komodo. Yeah, that's that's what we find out. It's uh, Simon Lacroix, and uh, in the comics, he's called Komodo, and they refer to him as Komodo in this episode as well. Um, is he in the? Uh, is he in the League of Assassins? Or not? Uh, yeah, I think so. He's not—he's not like super important or anything. Right, right, right. He's—he's he's a very minor character, as it turns out to be. Um, <laughs> They're—they're they're, uh, basically what basically what's going on here. Uh, thanks to Felicity and Diggle, they find out that the archer running around a place is Simon Lacroix, aka uh, Komodo, and they're like, "Well, that's it. Uh, Sarah was shot with arrows. This has got to be the guy." Um, they find out who his next target is. Um, obviously can't stop him, uh, because the episode was only about half over at that point. <laughs> um, so we've get, um, uh, we've got, uh, oh, where do we, what do we got here? Um, uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, okay. I, I'm just going to skip over the minutia. Um, <laughs> you know, you know what happens? Uh, the arrow eventually catches him, right? He traps him, pins him with an arrow. Um, Laurel shows up like she's not supposed to, and she's going to kill this guy. Uh, Oliver is trying to talk her out of it. Um, and then, uh, Komodo, uh, finally says that, you know, well, he wasn't even in the city when, uh, Canary was killed. Um, so yeah, we have no idea who killed Sarah Lance yet. Um, they leave him there, presumably for the police to, uh, to ascertain him and Laurel doesn't kill him. Um, of course, this whole time, Captain Lance has his condition, right? His, he's got his pills he has to take. He's got his pills and his, he's got some sort of, yeah, he's got some sort of heart condition and, uh, Laurel decides it is up for her, uh, up to her to tell him about Sarah um, whom he believes is just, you know, out and about, hanging with the League of Assassins, murdering people. la di da di da Love my little girl. Um, it is weird when you put it in that context. Yeah, it's um, a little funny. And she wants to tell him, but before he has a chance, before she has a chance to tell him, he's like, oh, my pills. So he goes to get he goes to get his medicine, and Laurel's like, that's right. If I tell him this now, he's going to die probably of some sort of heart attack or stroke. Um, so ultimately she decides to not tell him, which I'm sure will not come back to bite her in the ass in any way later on in the show. Um, they, they do decide to bury her, uh, brilliantly. So because anybody who is familiar with the show up until this point knew that Sarah, uh, was originally on the boat with Oliver 
when the boat sank, when they thought Oliver was dead, they also thought Sarah was dead and she already had a grave right there. This time, of course, it's empty and uh, they have somewhere to put her and no one's going to know because it's a grave marked that she had died in 2007, which, by the way, even threw me for a loop for a second because I forgot that she that they, you know, considered her dead and had a, you know, a burial and everything. So when they showed 2007, I'm like, wait a minute, does this show take place seven years in the past? <laughs> and uh, no, and then it quickly snapped back into memory. Yeah, you had to do, you had to do eight years minus. <laughs> yes. What we're at. Yeah. I'm like, wait, I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on here? <laughs> um, so yeah, they, they've done that. Um, and uh, at the same time, this whole during this whole mess, uh, Oliver has been trying to get a hold of his sister Thea, who left town way back at the end of se- uh, at the end of season two with uh, who she found out is her real father, Malcolm Merlin. And uh, that is then that Roy tells Oliver that Thea left, and uh, there's this uh, uh, there's this letter and everything. I really probably should have mentioned it to you earlier since you're related to her by blood and everything, but here you go. And, uh, Oliver's like, thanks. And he wasn't the least bit upset about that. Um, I would have maybe been a little bit perturbed, uh, that Roy had waited this long to show me this letter saying that my sister was nowhere to be found. Um, so we have, uh, we have all of that. Also, uh, Felicity. And, uh, we talked about this, the thing with Felicity and, uh, um, Superman, but not Superman, whose name I can't remember now for the life of me. It's like Ray Palmer, I want to say. Ray Palmer is uh, yeah, Superman. End. Yeah. Who may or may not end up being... Well, I mean, I don't know if the uh, all of the past heads of, of, of that company have ended up becoming superheroes or villains of some sort. So I guess it's not out of the realm of possibility. Um, but as we, as we uh, suggested... Um, it's possible that those two might end up actually getting together at some point. And Felicity decided to take him up on his offer of working uh, back at the company again. So she's doing that. And uh, in the meantime, we're shown um, this beautiful place called Corto Maltese. And uh, Thea is hanging out with her dad. And her dad has trained Thea to be a badass. She is kicking the shit out of some ninjas or something with some kendo sticks. And... uh, yeah, that's uh, the last thing we are left with is Oliver is intent on retrieving his sister, finding her and bringing her back home. Uh, so what did you think of this episode, sir? Uh, it was good. Uh, I like I like and hate um, Brandon Routh as Ray Palmer. Yeah, uh, he's very easy to hate, but he's also very good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of believable. And like he could be a professional jerk at parties or something. Yeah, yeah, he could be. And I, and I, you know, I say this, you know, as I mentioned before, I, I carry a lot of weight and hatred from uh, Chuck uh, into this. So how do you how are you not carrying the hatred from the Superman movie? Well, I didn't hate him in it. I didn't hate him for it. Oh, you're not blaming just, him, right? Yeah, I just it wasn't good. Um, there's a lot of reasons why it wasn't good, mainly because it was a Superman movie. <laughs> a burn. Uh, but uh, no, I mean, I the outside of the eyes and the fact that Laurel never checked the gun for bullets when she was going <laughs> to mow that guy down. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I just, I, I don't know. I figured like, you know, some, if you're in law enforcement, it's kind of like the first thing you do is check and cock it. Like you're ready to go, you know, mm-hmm. like you're going to waste this motherfucker. Yep. And, uh, 
neither no, neither of those things happened. Uh, <laughs> right. The Felicity and uh, uh, Oliver Queen moments were were all right. I felt like I felt like they're leaving a lot empty on the table. Like I just don't understand. Like obviously, you know, there's this you know discord going on between them. I don't know why they couldn't like enlighten that a little bit. Besides just her making side comments and him not saying anything back. I can understand like they're trying to make him like stoic. Right. But, uh, you know, I know with her a couple of times in their conversation, he kind of broke down a little bit slightly. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know why they, you want to go further with that. Uh, and, uh, we got to, got to see the name of, uh, the Diggle baby, which I will always refer to as baby Diggle, baby Diggle yeah. and not Sarah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just calling. Yeah, I mean, they did call her Sarah, which was a nice gesture, uh, which led me to start calling her Sarah Diggle Jr. Because I'm like, it's either it's either Baby Diggle or Diggle Jr. And I'm like, well, we can't call her. Maybe you could call her Baby Sarah Diggle, but then it, you know, I don't know. What sounds better, Baby Sarah Diggle or Sarah Diggle Jr.? Sarah Diggle Jr. is really clever. Okay, I'm gonna go with Sarah Diggle Jr. Because it's uh, like Sammy Davis Jr. That, that's good. That's <laughs> clever. That's really clever. Yeah, babe. Sammy Davis Jr. Um, Because that's what we're all about referencing in 2014 is uh, the Rat Pack in uh, in 2014. Keep it classy. Oh, absolutely. Um, Anything negative about this episode? Uh, Uh, Stephen Amell wasn't shirtless. No, no, I... um... Not enough Amell abs. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I kind of thought... I just don't understand how all these archers always got to use motorcycles. I mean, I get like, as it's happening, like, oh, I guess that right, makes that's sense another here. thing, right? You know, I mean, I guess for archery, I guess that's the, uh, it's hard to do a drive by arrow shooting and you got to yeah. get out of the car and then you got to fit the bow out the window. And yeah, that's a pain in the butt. So that was, that was interesting. Um, <laughs> I, the, their fight as goofy as it was, it, it was kind of badass. Sure. <laughs> Uh, I, I think I'm kind uh, of, I mean, I, I think they're starting to maybe push it for me. A negative was, I think they're maybe starting to push a little bit of the, you know, who's the guy? This is obviously who's the, the best guy. archer. Right. Well, I mean, no, I mean, it's like, who's the guy who did the thing? And this is obviously the guy who did the thing. And nope, it's oh, not. Yeah. Like, they, not, I feel like they've yeah. done that a few times. They're, they're doing too many whodunit murders. Yeah, where they don't figure out who done it, like, or or at least they're like, we're positive this is who done it, and then they're like, oh nope, I guess it wasn't who done it. Well, tune in next week. Um, like that is maybe wearing a little thin. I mean, they do it really well, but it it is that that whole idea is kind of is running a, at least a little thin to me. Like to the point where I'm just like, oh, they're doing this again. It wasn't at least. It, it's not to the point where I'm feeling snarky about it. Like, ugh, this again, but. It's getting close. Right now it's like, oh, they're doing that again. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're reaching levels. We're re- they're, they're getting a little higher up. I don't really have anything to complain about um, otherwise, for the most part. I enjoyed seeing uh, Thomas Merlin back. Uh, yeah, I, I was expecting him to be in it more because it felt like even the scenes he were in, it was like they were trying to hide his face like he had aged a whole bunch. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was supposed to be a long time ago for sure. Um, and the, the only other thing I thought for sure this meant we were going to see more of him, um, throughout the flashbacks, but it seems like he's been dispatched of like, I don't know, maybe, but maybe not. Maybe he'll be back in the flashbacks. Like that did not deter him. Right. 
Yeah. He's still going to keep looking. Uh, he didn't believe this guy. So he's going to, uh, you know, nor should he believe him because it was actually Oliver telling him, but, um, you know, so maybe we'll see more of him. I don't know, but I, 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 you know, obviously they can't meet. I don't think, uh, I, I, that might ruin some sort of continuity issue with the show. That would definitely ruin some continuity. Because they had good chemistry, but I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that really stood out to me. Um, I'm not overly fond of Laura Lance. Um, but she was... Ori- Cassidy's daughter? She was originally She was originally the, uh, the canary in the comics, right? Yes. Um, so maybe she'll end up picking up her sister's mantle. They, they did do the. Uh, that's the other thing I disliked. Kind of was the uh, the uh, the music montage at the end. Um, I'm I'm just I've kind of had my fill of those things where they play a a sad song where they take like a panning shot of somebody looking contemplative. Uh, oh, or that's definitely arrow or, for you because it's on the CW. So or, you might as well get used to it. Or or emoting. Well, I mean they did it like at the end of every episode of House too on Fox. Um, so I've kind of had my fill of that thing a little bit. Uh, but there was that shot of Sarah looking at her sister or not Sarah, but Laura looking at her sister's, uh, jacket. So there, there might be the possibility that one day she's like, Oliver train me. Um, and you know, maybe she'll pick up the mantle and be what she is in the comic books. But, um, for the time being, I don't particularly care for her character in the show. Um, you know, not that she doesn't serve a purpose cause she does. I just kind of find it annoying the i don't know she she plays her annoying maybe that's the point but i don't know i feel slightly annoyed by that character but i don't really have any other complaints about uh an otherwise really solid uh a really solid episode um any other positives or negatives things that stood out to you uh i know the internet freaked out a little bit thinking that they're i mean obviously they were referencing it but everyone thinking that she might be wonder woman try to come back as wonder woman or something i thought that was kind of dumb did you not see that no no i didn't see that at all what 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 is the well because like whenever felicity's like oh she would remind me of like an amazon warrior oh god we're like oh oh man she might be wonder woman oh no maybe she could have like met her or something but right because wonder woman is from another planet right she's not a human right no she's from earth I always thought Wonder Woman was... No, she's like from an island of Amazons. But there's no such thing as that. I always thought it was from some alien planet or something. No, no, it's just some, some island somewhere in, in the world. Okay, because she doesn't strike me as Amazonian. Uh, she strikes me as, you know, tall and thin and not muscular <laughs> at all. Oh. Um, that's, which is, I mean, I don't think of Wonder Woman as like some heaving pile of muscles either, but... Um, I don't I know. I think of her as Linda Carter. You know what it is? You know what it is? I don't even think of that because you're like Amazons. And I think of that episode of Futurama with uh, Snoo Snoo. <laughs> yes. uh, that's what I think of of Amazonia. They need to be like eight feet tall and they need to be as wide as a tractor trailer. <laughs> I just love, I love when they're talking about WNBA. We cannot dunk, but we solid fundamentals. <laughs> solid fundamentals. <laughs> um yeah man that's my that's what i think of when i think amazonian so she better not be wonder woman i need you know wonder woman's got to be like arrow you and me have snoo snoo uh, that's what <laughs> that's what that's what i need my oh episode. you're sorely disappointed <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have a feeling i am um scores glenn what do you have for this episode of arrow as we uh, further into the season 
I don't remember what I gave it last time. So I I would say it was just just a just a, a I think you I think you, below. I think you gave it like a four leaning towards like a four and a half. Yeah, I would say it's like a three and a half leaning towards a four. Like it was just it just there were there were certain th- I, I really the eyes bothered me. Uh, basically anything Laurel had anything to do with kind of bothered me. See, I'm telling you, man, it's it's just I don't know, it's something about her. I, um Felicity doesn't annoy me. None of the other female characters annoy me in this show, but Laurel kind of just annoys me for some reason. I'm not sure why. Yeah, she's kind of, you know, not right. <laughs> ever. <laughs> I mean, Maybe I mean, that's it. I mean, I, that's just her problem of being a woman, but uh I mean, Oh my so. god, Glenn. I know. Thankfully, no women listen to this show. Yeah, all the, I, hopefully not, no feminists will get after me. You can't blame Glenn. He's in Texas, everybody, and that's just how they're raised down there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That, we'll blame that. The pile of hate mail. Uh, thank God everybody just emails things now, because I don't want to be drowning like Harry Potter uh, in letters and shit from Hogwarts. I don't want angry letters being sent in. I'm sure Glenn did not mean what he said. I'm, I'm sure it was a. I'm sure it was a, a, a lighthearted joke. Sure. Have we ever like gotten like hate mail about some of the comments we've said? Um, maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I, fuck them if we have. I but. throw. I throw a lot of stuff away. I don't <laughs> think we ever intentionally are assholes. I think usually we're we're being sarcastic by and large, but. Uh, you never know. It's hard to read. It's hard to read sarcasm, even in voices. Apparently, uh, it's especially <laughs> hard to read it on in text on the internet, but immensely harder to read, uh, apparently through voice. I don't know. Yeah, no. I mean, it, it like it was a solid episode. Um, I don't, no, no. It, it was totally fine. I'm, I'm gonna give it a three and a half as well. No, next week looks like it's gonna be a little cray cray. So, oh yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a, it's a traveling episode. They're going on vacation. It's like, Arrow. yeah, no. It's like one of those old sitcoms when they like go yeah. to Disneyland. It's Arrow goes Hawaiian, sure. <laughs> Arrow meets Hawaii Five O. <laughs> Oliver, I mean, it's the Arrow. He's all decked out, but he's got, you know, he's got like a lay on and like a grass dress too. Uh, you know, he's got a one of those cocktails, but it's in a it's in a halved out coconut with a little <laughs> uh, with a little umbrella sticking out. Thea, you got to come back to me. God damn, this margarita is amazing. <laughs> After we finish this round of margaritas. And we've written the episode for next week. You guys just uh, whoever whoever's writing uh, Eric Olson and, and Beth Schwartz, you can take a vacation. You don't need to write next week's episode. Uh, Glenn Bove and Anthony Lewis have handled it for you just fine. Yeah, we'll just make like weekend at Bernie's. Like they just carry around like <laughs> Tommy Merlin's body or not or Sarah's body, and they just there you go. Just do do. Oh god, that's a terrible episode. Um, <laughs> The uh, the, we we can we can we should quickly talk about this because it does involve the Flash. It's going we're going to talk about it on the Cinema Geekly podcast, the the proper the Prime podcast. But um, since it is Flash related and this is the Flashing Arrow podcast, um, what what did you think of the the announcement of the the Flash movie uh, by Warner Brothers and DC? And what do you think of the person they are casting in the role of uh, presumably Barry Allen, uh, Ezra Miller? Yeah, I, I like know nothing of Ezra Miller. I know I know the name. I just can't place him with anything. Um, he was in. Um, did you see? We need to talk about Kevin because he was in that. That was a good movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, he he's he kind of creepy looking, right? And he, yeah, he yeah. Was, he was in Perks of Being a Wallflower with uh, Emma Watson. 
That's a good movie. Um, and uh, oh no, you know what? He was in um, um, like one of his early things was with uh, the David Duchovny show, where he has sex all the time. Oh, uh, Californication. Yes, he was in that. That was like one of the early. Also, episodes. David Duchovny's real life, <laughs> <laughs> aka the David Duchovny story. Um, yeah, so he was in that. Um, I don't know, man. The a lot and a lot of people are like, shouldn't they just do Wally West instead? Because he was Flash. He was like, a, be cool. yeah. I mean, just to differentiate from the CW show, so there's no confusion, since they're obviously not going to be tying them in now. Anybody who had any hopes, Aaron. Uh, you're just going to have to give up on that because it ain't happening, buddy. Uh, um, anyway, we've got, uh, where are we at here? Um, oh, here's where we're at. The end of the show. <laughs> That's Woo! where we're at. Uh, the, the, show is, to you. the show is over. So for Glenn Beauvais, I'm Anthony Lewis, and we'll be back on Flashing Arrow next week. Talking episode uh, episode three of season one of The Flash called Things You Can't Outrun. And uh, episode three of season three of Arrow called Corto Maltese. Let's get it.